Welcome to another episode of Milk the Clock Podcast. Paul's in Omaha like usual, and uh, I'm back from Michigan from my big canoe trip with uh, just a bunch of random people, several random people I didn't know. Uh, Paul, it's Monday. What's the big story out there today? You know, I, the big story out here is Nebraska football season is 13 days away, Joe. Kind of a, a funny story. I registered to volunteer my daughter's third grade class via Google Docs. And once I submitted the form, I got that friendly reminder from the folks at Upchurch Elementary School. So, yeah, you sent me the you sent me the screenshot of the thank you. It's a thank you, right? Or right, just a classic thank you for anybody that's ever worked with Google Docs or if you haven't, you basically submit some information, click a button, and there's a confirmation screen that says up that comes up that says thank you essentially. And uh, in this instance, they added a, a message regarding the uh, Cornhusker football season. That's just how big football is. Uh, it I've been there for a game. Um, it's like it's their NFL team, correct? Oh yeah, at least. So when I was there, I'm gonna say it was early two. No, I, I don't know. Let's say 2005. But since then, the stadium has been blown. Uh, they've they've built onto it multiple times, right? The place correct. is it's like an NFL stadium. It is. It's now over a hundred thousand capacity. It's immense. But the thing about it is that the program hasn't been relevant nationally for twenty years. But does it even matter? Does it do- not matter. It does not matter. They'll sell tickets, and it's still a. Uh, the coach still gets paid great. Who is yep. it? It's um. It's who is that guy? Mike, Mike Riley. Mike Riley. That's right. The Former, guy. That- uh, yeah, the Oregon guy that led State. the Oregon State Beavers to consecutive sub five hundred records, at least consecutive, and it's uh, yeah NFL flunky Ryan Leaf uh, overseer drafter. Right. <laughs> yeah, so so Nebraska has done absolutely nothing in the Big Ten. Um, right. People don't even realize they're in the Big Ten, and you're getting alerts that says football is. 13 days away and it's just coming from the local school system so that's and and people around the country when they're in their little segments of society out here you have your southern teams you have your midwestern in the east they don't care about football now uh, out west at all. very lazy about caring about football the weather's so good that nobody really you just don't you just don't break into like oh it's football season let's play football you know that usc the fans they show up on Saturdays. They don't. They don't really care about it the rest of the time. Uh, Oregon right. fake fans, Disney fans, as I like to call them. Uh, Washington, same thing. Kind of. They're not fake, but it's you know it's just what you do in the fall. But it's not that big of a deal. No, uh, no, in the, the Pac eighteen or whatever it's up to now. Yeah, but then you get into the midwestern states and south, and that's all you have when the weather changes, especially up in your part. Because people aren't traveling. They're not going very far, right? No. I mean, if you're in Omaha, a vacation is considered a a trip to Kansas City. Like, that qualifies as a vacation. And how far is it? Uh, It's about a three-hour drive south. All right. Three hours to Kansas City, and that's vacation. Yeah. Some people never even do that. So they don't have a lot that – they don't get out a lot is what I'm trying to say. Right, and like a trip to Chicago would be just a mind blower. That's about eight hours from here. That's a flight. They're flying yeah. that, right? They're flying that. Yep. For the most part, you might 
you might squeeze out a trip to Denver to see your beloved Broncos, which is basically like a 13 hour drive. Yeah, right. So these, and, and that's what I, I'm always asked by people like in the East, they're like, college football is nothing. And I'm like, wait, you have no idea what college football is like until you get out in these states where this is all people think about. I was in, I was in Michigan this weekend, canoe trip, Michigan, Ohio State fans, okay, in the mm-hmm. same house, 19 people in the same house, and you're mixing Ohio State and Michigan fans. And it doesn't take five minutes before people are talking Michigan and fo- Michigan, Ohio State football. And it yep. goes on for hours, days. hours, and days, oh, the whole time. It's it, and it and it flares up like one little thing will yeah. set people off, and all of a sudden <laughs> they're on a rampage about something. And right, and that's that's exactly how it is here in Omaha, which is across the Missouri River, is Iowa, and that's like a two minute drive from where I live. And since Iowa has been better than Nebraska over the last couple of years, it's the same exact thing. The minute that somebody has an opportunity to say anything, it's a, it's a flare up. It, but Nebraska and Iowa fans go at it. Oh yeah. I didn't oh, realize yeah. it was that. All right. Who's little brother in that? Iowa. For Iowa's sure. little brother. Sure. So they, they start. All right. So last year they had a really good year. So right, they, they had a good year. Yep. So they were mm-hmm. rubbing it in the face of the Nebraska fan. And there was nothing we could say. Except kiss the rings that we have from the 90s. Yeah, and the 70s, too. That'll always come up. Right. All right, so you're a, you are a Nebraska fan, right? Right. All right, so it gets kind of annoying that they aren't good anymore and that you have to deal with all this Iowa stuff. Right, and if you go to the Walmart in Council Bluffs, Iowa, directly across the river, two-minute drive... It's all Iowa paraphernalia from the minute you walk in. You can just load up on Hawkeye stuff. You wouldn't even know Nebraska existed. You would know that Iowa's or Nebraska's across the river. You'd have no idea. So it's a border war. It is, and, which is similar to what Ohio, Michigan is, right? Well, especially where I live. Um, I live 45 miles south of Ann Arbor, okay? Oh. Um, so this is, this is like the DMZ line for Michigan, <laughs> Ohio State. I've said this over the last year. I've been talking a lot about these two teams. And if you go to different parts of the state in Ohio, you don't find many Michigan fans. You'll go to go to Columbus. I mean, zero Cleveland. Very few. You do have some that were Elvis Gerback and um, Desmond Howard guys. Mm -hmm. So you have some Michigan in Cleveland. Very little. You go to Dayton. quite a few Michigan fans in Dayton. I don't know whether it's because of the auto industry and parents worked in Michigan, started moving south. They brought the fandom with them. That could be some of it. Uh, Bo Schimbeckler coached at Miami of Ohio. That could be some of it. I'm not positive on where that all came from, but Dayton has quite a few Michigan fans. But doesn't, like, Dayton has its own football team, No, right? the, the Dayton Flyers are Division One AA, so it's not a, that's, I mean, they're, they're an hour and 15 minutes from Columbus, so it's huge Ohio State, massive. So massive. they just completely ignore the football program of their alma mater to root for well, Ohio Well, Dayton Ohio is State. a, uh, Dayton's a private school, um, uh-huh. so very few people go to school there, which means there's very little alumni, so... And it's one double A football, uh, so it's not that big of a deal. What about so, like Kent State or something? Oh, those are those are huge Ohio State uh, areas. Everybody, 
Kent, Akron. They all love yeah. Ohio State. Cleveland State, all those. Those are those are Ohio State fans. Um, a lot of people just don't want to go down there and go to a massive college. Uh, Cincinnati, on the other hand, yes, they hate Ohio State. They hate Ohio State in in Cincinnati. It's Why? it's bad. It's it's not bad. It's just how they are. They don't even consider much of Ohio further north than the outer bands of of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They don't. They they're like in a whole other world. They don't associate for the most part with Columbus, Dayton, Cleveland. They hate Cleveland, and a lot of Cincinnati fans they they'll just root for the Bearcats. Or you have some that go down into the SEC. It's right on the border with Kentucky, wow. as you know. You know your yeah. geography. I know my Kentucky. But if you ever come across somebody from Cincinnati, ask them how much they like Ohio State. It's it's almost instantaneous that they bash Ohio State. So, but I, I can respect that, though, because they're, Ohio State's like the corporate giant, and the Bearcats are sort of like uh, like a middle a middling operation by comparison, right? So it'd be easy to get sucked in Ohio State. Even it's it's like a bandwagon scenario. Uh, well, I mean it's your state pride, right? Mm-hmm. But so many so many people in Cincinnati they went to UC, they went to Xavier, and they UC and and Ohio Ohio State won't won't play Cincinnati. They did a they did several years ago, and they almost lost at Paul Brown Stadium. And Cincinnati fans haven't forgotten that, and they want they want a rematch. But Ohio State doesn't they don't schedule Cincinnati very often, very little because Ohio State only can lose in that scenario. They can only lose because they're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. But if they lose, Cincinnati, who wants to go to the Big Twelve, they benefit. Really, I yeah, didn't they, know that. Yeah, Cincinnati wants to go to the Big Twelve. Because that's the natural expansion. I forget what is it the American East they're in or whatever it is. I mean something like it's that. Stupid. The Miac or whatever. Right. So you have the, the, these schools that want to get out of these minor conferences. They want to go to the Big Twelve. Then you're in a BCS conference. Mm-hmm. So Cincinnati is. Uh, they hate Ohio State. They they just despise Ohio State. You'll you'll get your pockets of Ohio State fans, but for the most part, they they despise Ohio State. Well, speaking of the Big 12, like you said, nobody even recognizes Nebraska's even in the Big 10. No. It, it may as well no. be like Rutgers or no, something. They, no, because Nebraska has nothing. They have no history in the Big 10. No. I mean, they so got, that's what was cool about being in the Big 12 is that it was a, a power conference that was run by Texas and right. all these other Texas schools. And then we were sort of the only, uh, you know, the, the enemy. It was, it was a great rivalry scenario. So, so okay, what's that. the uh, what's the feeling out there? Would would the Nebraska fans rather be in the Big Twelve? Yeah, every every single one that I know wishes that because what was cool about the Big Twelve is is the only tie in to the Big Eight, which was the history, you know the original yeah, yeah right. the history the original one of the original power conferences, and then that got absorbed by the Big Twelve. So all these cool rivalries. Like the first thing to kill the history of the program was when they stopped having Nebraska and Oklahoma play every year when the Big 12 uh, came to be and absorbed those teams and and they put them in opposite conferences. So they wouldn't play during the regular season and only be at the end of the year in the conference championship. All right. So let me stop you there. Yeah. Right, so Nebraska fans are mad that they're not in the Big 12 now. 
but they used all the money they made in the Big Ten to expand this into an NFL stadium and massive suites and all that. Yeah, I mean, it really... So it's a catch-22. Right. So so they'd rather be gone, but yet they enjoyed that money that the Big Ten brought them. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, but one other thing i see how that, this is yeah you get it you get that yeah um it's the uh internet syndrome have your cake and eat it too right uh as you mentioned all those other first of all i didn't realize ohio had so many schools in such close quarters that's that's interesting nebraska right. learn your, nothing learn like your that. geography i know my kentucky geography that's about it right but uh What's interesting here, too, is that Creighton University is in downtown Omaha. It's been a pretty successful basketball program for the last several years. Last year was not good, but Doug McDermott right. uh, yeah. from the Bulls. Right. Um, anyway, they don't have a football team. So a lot of the Creighton grads and just Creighton fans will root for the basketball team and then jump on the Cornhusker bandwagon for football. And the only thing worse than that is the Nebraska fans who root for football, but root for Creighton's basketball team instead of the Nebraska men's Husker team. And we call those people Jayskers around here. Jayskers. Yeah. Like blue Jays and Huskers. Oh, I gotcha. So, right, so uh, I, I understand the people that root for Nebraska football, but Creighton basketball, I can, I can understand why you'd be mad there, mm-hmm. but why would why would, people that root for Creighton basketball not be allowed to root for Nebraska football when they don't have a football team. I know. What are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? (laughs) What are they supposed to do? Why would so I I can't understand why. You know what ends up happening? What ends up happening? That guy is busted, right? He's, he's toast. But if you root for like Duke or, you know, like on the basketball side or, you know, even Ohio State or some national power, you're absolved. Right. Yeah, that yeah. That's nah. so weird. Like All right. guys I, I don't get that. Like what? the guys with no natural tie to a school, like loving it their whole life. Well, and then here's the other the, here's the other subject I've dealt with. I think it was during the BCS game when people from the SEC were rooting for Alabama. And right. I said, Do you root for your rival? to win a national title for the conference. Absolutely and not. Absolutely not. You want and them to lose every time. And that's one cool thing about the big 10 is that there's no support like that. Exactly. Well, like it would, it would just never, you would never root for your, your arch enemy. You want them to lose no matter what. All right. Let's say you're in the big 12, Nebraska's in the big 12. And do you root for Oklahoma to win the national title? <laughs> it never happened. I had I Auburn fans. I had Auburn fans that openly admitted they would root for Alabama to win the national title just so they could say SEC. I don't, I don't think those Auburn fans can be considered legit. How is that? I, I don't get it. I, 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 I just went nuts on them. And I, I, had, I had people on. I went on Alabama radio. They couldn't believe it. And I said, yeah. I said, you guys have fans. This SEC is ridiculous. These schools right. that don't win, yeah, Auburn has the national title. But these schools that don't win, they root for the, the power teams in the conference because they want to feel pride. That's it. They want to get that good feeling yeah. somewhere. So that, they can, so that they can say SEC right. when they're in a message board war. 
<laughs> right, and that'll trump anything that anybody can say about their individual Have team. You, all right, when Nebraska was in the Big 12, did you ever, like as a kid, were you ever like excited because Oklahoma had a big year or Texas? Absolutely not. In fact, I remember a bumper sticker that was very popular when I was probably like eight, and it said, uh, I have two favorite teams, Nebraska and whoever's playing Oklahoma. Right. Yeah, there used to be shirts like that that would be (laughs) floating around the Midwest. It was always Ohio State or Michigan. Yeah, same same deal. So it's handed down in the Big 12. Right. All right. And now you've lost that. Now you've got all these Nebraska youths that are just lost. They don't realize the significance of that. They might even think it's okay to root for a Big Ten rival in a in a, a power pack game. Do the, like the like the Iowa Michigan State game last year in the Big Ten championship. Okay, so Nebraska fans were rooting for Iowa. Not in this house, uh, but I'm, right. I I know there were kids that uh, Fiona went to school with that were, and that's just sick. It's based on geography and what yeah. other friends may have family across the and, river. Yep, and the conference thing. All right, yeah, yeah they closer. I think that I think that whole con- rooting for the conference thing is just. Hor- I think that's horrible. Uh, I mean, down the road, this is going to be terrible for college football. Terrible. Well, yeah, and it's going to turn into this mega corporation thing. I think it's going to let matter even less. It gets so homogenized when you have these like sixteen to eighteen team power conferences. It's it's not going to mean anything. I know the end will come, the day Ohio State fans root for Michigan in a national title game. Yeah, that will be the death of college football. But think about it. All these young kids that are growing up, they don't realize what why it's significant. And they'll just get into the they'll get sucked into the geography. Oh well, they're close. I can root for them because these conferences are just so overwhelming. SEC fans should be embarrassed. I wrote this. Uh, they wanted to fight with me. They claimed that it didn't happen. I had all the screen caps. I posted everything. They still don't want to believe it. They they're what's wrong with college football because they go to schools like Mississippi State and Arkansas. And A and M, and then they root for Alabama. Like you gotta, you gotta root against them. How can you root for them? Right. I don't know. I don't know, Joe. But we're entering that time of the year, we are. and it's you hot. can always feel it heating up. You know, uh, you can. Yeah. You, you, you just feel it in these the Midwest. Uh, there's no, there's nothing yeah. else going on. Listen, Everybody's ready. I'll give you a great example. I walk into this canoe house the other night. And they bought a bunch of pizza and it was dinner time and they get the plates out. They're paper plates. They're Michigan, Michigan paper plates, big old (laughs) M on these paper plates. What'd you do? I turned it inside out. (laughs) I folded the plate inside out. Did anybody comment on that? Uh, It was a whole bit. We had a whole thing going. A wrist. And then the, the bus came the next day, the canoe bus Mm -hmm. completely covered with Michigan stuff inside, outside M M for Michigan everywhere. Did you just walk? Well, I was asked, I was asked, will you get on this bus? And I, I, I chose canoeing (laughs) over (laughs) my football allegiances. Right. So, um, that is exactly, yeah, go ahead. On this canoe trip, was this like my my bus trip from Martinsville Speedway with fifteen guys and endless Chardonnay? Was it like that? No, this no 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 no. No, this this canoe trip was supposed to be like couples canoe trip. That's what it's kind of built on is couples get together 
and go canoeing. Rent a house, go canoeing, get drunk, and whatever happens, happens. And have this like year, petty have petty arguments with your spouse in well, front of other couples. You know, that's always I'll get to that. That's always I'll, I'll get dude, to that. that's always All right. close at hand. All it right. is. So I'll set the I'll set the scene for you. Mrs. BC, as everyone knows, she's pregnant. So Congratulations. She, thank you. So she is not in the mood to go canoeing. She wants nothing to do with canoeing. And so I I found a backup, my buddy Chris, who he he's starting to get into the triathlon thing and you know, he likes the outdoors and he wants a challenge. So perfect. I said, this is perfect. You get to go canoeing. It's an endurance challenge, and the, the endurance comes in when you've got to get shit-faced, okay, and <laughs> be able to perform. you got to be able to paddle 22 miles, okay? One, one way? One way, 22 miles. Now this, now, this river's running pretty steady. This is a good-flowing river. Um, against? Against you? No, you're, you're going with the water. You're going the with, the, okay. with the flow. I mean, you can sit there and float. It just might take you 16 hours to get to the landing, but you could okay. float it. So uh, he's in. He's, he says he's in. So we're the only like guys that are not like with another woman. So <laughs> we're like we're like the two single guys on the trip. There's one gotcha. other. There's one woman. She's not with, and she doesn't have a boyfriend or anything. She's just coming. She just came along. The rest of them are couples, okay? So instantly you think that would be terrible. You don't want to go canoeing with other couples. You want it to be like a bunch of people just get together. Yeah. But you, if you have some that get loose, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know what you're saying. If you have other couples that get loose, it turns into a great trip. Exactly. I don't care if you have stuck up people, and there weren't. I don't, I don't care if you have quiet people. All it takes are a couple that get loose. And when they got loose, about an hour in, <laughs> it got loose. And so, we wait had, a minute. So uh, how many, go ahead. How many couples did you say there were? Um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking eight, eight couples. Okay. There's 16. And- 16, then we've Me, got a stray, one stray female, one, one stray and, two, female and two, two stray, stray guys. males. 19. Okay. One house. One canoe? Uh, you have to partner up, get you a canoe, partner up. And so. then is it like a race? Are you racing the other couples? No, you you're guys not, have a no, clear you're, advantage. no, you're definitely not racing. The, okay. the, there's nothing that has to do with racing involved in this. The, the goal is to not tip over which happens and drink. I'll just be honest. Okay. You can, what are you drinking? Really, the endurance is surviving. That's it. <laughs> what are you drinking while you're in the canoe? Like whiskey? Well, we, uh, we had, uh, I don't know how many cases of beer, multiple, multiple cases. Our cooler had, I believe about two cases in it. Um, we had jello shots, mul- fireball jello shots, margarita jello shots, tequila, fireball, jello shots then we also had something that's called porch crawler and it's beer and pink lemonade and vodka and all i know is this stuff tastes like punch sounds great reminds me of jungle juice in college jungle juice yeah something like that and they made about they had two five gallon jugs of it 
But you know, once it's all melted down, you have about three gallons of this stuff. So you have all that. Somebody had a bottle of Fireball. You know, we we had tons of alcohol. The problem is, is when we get up Saturday morning, it's pouring, ah. and the bus is an hour away. People are not looking ready. They're <laughs> the women. The women are struggling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bus gets there, and we're like, "Let's go!" And everybody just goes outside, and they're ready. We get. And to this the, is when the this is when the Michigan yeah bus Michigan showed up. Bus backs in. It's 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 raining. And hey, uh, as an aside, remember the Indy Five Hundred driver? What was his name? Elton. Elton. It, was it, he driving? Very similar to Elton from Indy Five Hundred. Very similar. Kind of bad jokes, that, that sweet, kind of thing. That, that sweet custom jacket with the yes. airbrush bus of the bus he was driving. Oh, these bus drivers are pretty much all the same. <laughs> so we get to the landing, the launch, and it's coming down even harder. And we don't, we're not in rain gear. We're in beach gear. We're in swim trunks and whatever. So we're like, screw it. Let's just go. Mm. And the kids working the launch, like high school kids, they go, are you guys really going to go out today? And seven boats get out and go (laughs) head down the river. (laughs) And let me tell you, it was on right away. Paul, you got to do some cabrewing. That's what they're calling this stuff. Cabrewing, that's what it's called? It's called cabrewing, and you're going to have to get some people together. You're going to have to find a good river where you aren't going to drown. That's the key because you're going to tip the boat. We had multiple. We we tipped ours in six inches of water. Multiple incidents. You know, you get drunk, right? Let's just be honest. Let's just call it what it is. Call it what it is. You get drunk. And the boats are going to go over. We have people standing up on them, pissing out of them, women <laughs> pissing over the edge of the boats. Uh, wow. Yeah, just rallying. And that was in hour one? Uh, probably about an hour and a half. Once the first leak break started, yeah. once the first piss break hit, <laughs> it just got nuts. Once the canoe got breached? Once it all, once you really got to know each other, then you really got to know each other. How how long did it take from where you guys started off to get to the end destination? Uh, eight hours. Oh wow! Yeah, it's wow. A, that's it's an endurance challenge. How many beers did you drink? Oh my god! Um, probably we think we 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 lost track, but we think we're somewhere around the thirty, the thirty mark. Over so, eight hours. So about fifteen a piece, and we prob I don't know how many Jello shots. Wow, um, it, it's it was a literal marathon. So you're pumping down two beers an hour. Yeah, oh yeah, two beers an hour, shots. easy, easy. Yeah, and porch crawler. So wow, yeah, yeah, wow, yep. It was. Uh, and some people, the problem is, some people don't pace themselves. <laughs> they get out of the. Sh- they they hit the gates hard. Full, they're going Usain Bolt out of the gates. When, at what point, like what hour was the first petty argument between a couple? Um, there was only one. Okay. And it happened late. It happened about maybe an hour left 
And at this point, I'm like, I'm like dizzy. <laughs> I can't even hardly. I I could if I stood up in that boat. We're Chris and I are going over. So Capsize. I look back and all I hear is, "Oh, he's in the water!" And one of the guys got thrown out of the boat. And by his spouse. Well, all right, I'll get to that. So he gets back in, and all I hear is, "Oh man, his phone was in the water." <laughs> well, that's his fault. And these two had all the Jello shots. They were, they were, they they were eating Jello shots like it was popcorn. Just cranking it up. And long story short, he blamed it on her. He in blamed, front of everyone. He in front of everyone, or silently well, in private. I think it was. Uh, I think some of them heard it. I think it. He didn't go nuts, make it really known, but. It, they left early. They finished, oh, went, back wow. to the, went back to the house, and they went home. Immediately. After we got back, they ate dinner, and uh, he was not happy, and that was it. Wow, and that's a, yeah, that's a car ride. That's trip, a car ride. You want <laughs> three and a half hour trip home, and your phone is ruined. So he, you know, he hasn't put it in rice yet, but. <laughs> what do you, uh, what do you think they talked about on the way home? Do you, how many? How how long do you think they went without talking? And then that you know how that you break that ice. Oh, this is easy. End of the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> that who, guy couldn't who wait. Who initiates it at that point? Oh, the guy. The he's, guy. He's pissed. I can just see this all playing out. He's he he. That's why they left. It wasn't her. Oh no, he no, no she would have stayed. She wanted yeah, a party. He wanted to leave. That phone was everything. The question is, at what point do they turn music on during that three and a half hour drive? Never. Never, right? Never. No. <laughs> it's like the that's driest. A, that's a silent ride home. <laughs> that and, is what that is. And we were drinking with them throughout the day. Like we enjoyed drinking with them, doing shots, sure. having fun. And that was not, it, it was over. He went in that sure. water. He had had the phone in a, in a plastic, in a Ziploc, but he forgot to zip it up. Oh, man. It wasn't zipped up or something. Whatever it was, the water got All in there. All the additional blame that she was going to get anyway was heaped on her from his own self-blame. Well, I didn't get the full story, but you know how it is when you don't want to take responsibility for something that <laughs> maybe was partly your responsibility and you know they say that canoe trips will break people it'll break relationships really who was that recently and i I said i was gonna look this up somebody recently said you don't really know somebody until you go on a canoe trip with them like a a brewing trip or just regular i think just regular and i'm gonna look it up real quick to me in my personal experience the way to figure that out is if you move with someone. If you think your relationship's strong, move across Chicago midsummer, hundred degrees, ten miles one way, and then when you get to the new place, it's four stories up. That'll test your endurance in a lot of ways. Moving will moving will absolutely do that. Um, I can't figure. I can't find the canoe. Somebody recently said this about relationships. An athlete. And uh, I forget I forget where it came out, but it is true. You don't wow. You're you go canoeing. You're gonna find out real fast if you're compatible. And <laughs> my partner was great. My side piece. My you're canoeing s- side piece. 
Your slam piece? My, my canoeing slam piece. I mean, we walked in. People probably thought we were super gay. Like, well, yeah. Let's go canoeing. These are all a bunch of Michigan fans. So they're not very smart in the first place. <laughs> uh, very good trip. Overall, you know, only the one couple got into it. Maybe. I'm kind of amazed. I'm kind of amazed. Did all the guys know each other? No. 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 Just just an older, wiser, more experienced crowd. Uh, you know, between late – well, it was all over the place. Like the ones that got into it, about 27. Okay, yep. Yep. About That's that age. That's part of it. That's right? part of it. And then you that get happens. some – you know, some of us late 30s, some maybe early 30s, then some right in their 40s, early 40s. And that was so the there was no more back and forth about Michigan Ohio State at that point. Oh yeah, there, it was it was the whole time. But it's Just always relentless. it's always in good. It you know how it is. Once you get to a certain age, it's not like let's have a bar fight. It's right. Let's laugh. It was in good stead. So let's laugh about the John Cooper era. Right. Yeah, and that that comes up, and we're good with it because I think that the Trestle and Urban era way more than it, compensated. Uh, more than compensates. John Cooper would still be the coach of Ohio State if he could ever won a couple of those games. We're, yeah, that's, you know, Terrell Pryor took him out, and that wasn't a bad thing. It was mm-hmm. probably time to move on with football and evolve, right? Yeah, I so, was. So these canoe trips, I am glad I did one. Cabrewing. It's the new way. Cheap. I couldn't believe how cheap. How two cheap night, was it? Two nights. And I'm talking everything. I didn't spend a dollar when I the whole time until we left and ate breakfast. The whole time we're there, 150 bucks. Stayed in a million dollar cabin. Wow. Slept 28. Beautiful wow. view of Michigan. 150 dollars. And that's all the booze, all the food, all the transportation. 150 a person. That sounds like a hell of a deal. I'm telling you right now. The amount of booze, if, if, you were, if you didn't get drunk, it's your own fault. It's your own like fault. You, like you weren't trying hard enough or your tolerance is just higher than it should be? Uh, you need to drink more. Like you need to start mixing it up if you didn't get drunk. So it was, uh, it was intense. It was, it was great. I'll do it again in a heartbeat. Sounds no, like a blast. You have no previous experience on a canoe trip with women, right? No, z- zilch. So no couples retreats like this, nothing. No, I haven't been part of a couple for many years. We were the only ones. He, Chris and I, we were the ones that the married guys wanted to party with. Of course. You guys still are alive inside. Well, we, well I mean, I'm, a, I'm married. We're both married. Right. He's right. married. But at that, at that but, moment. But we didn't have the wives moment. with us. Right. Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. We're the ones that are alive. Yeah, right. So we, we, yeah, we, we were there to have fun. We weren't going to get yelled at. There was nothing you could do to get yelled at by anyone. No. So I, I love it. So anyway, that's Cabrewing. Um, hopefully, I got some other stuff lined up that's coming up, and I'm I'm hoping to secure something that I think the listeners and the readers are going to really enjoy. Is this what I think it is? This is college football. Yeah, it is what I think it is, and. I don't want to, you know what, no, we've had a lot no. of, yeah, because we've had a lot, and, I, and we're not even to that stage, but we've had a no. lot of stuff fall through. We're not, we're not revealing anything. Um, Do we want to talk about a certain thing that fell through? No, we, I'm done okay. talking about that shit. Okay. Um, the, this is all just whatever has happened that needs to be talked about. We're going to, you know, 
but that other stuff. There's been a couple things that fell through, but overall, I mean, look at the track record over the last couple of weeks. We've delivered. Yeah, and we've we delivered. Need to, and, and, and we're going to have to have a few more of these where we just throw out topics in our life instead of always hearing about the other people's lives. Right. Because, the you know, if I'm watching dressage like I am right now from the Olympics, I want to talk about that kind of shit. Yeah, a personal take. Yeah, I want to be able. To, I want to be able. I want to be able to say, you know, as a guy, would dressage be beneath you? What is dressage? It's horse dancing. Is that really what I, it's called? I watched dressage? horses dance to music today. <laughs> People say, "What did you do today, Joe?" You say. I watch horses dance to music. What about that twirly thing that the girls generally, the female gym? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Not the baton. Not the baton. Oh, no. It's the the streamers. Streamers. (laughs) (laughs) That's a thing. Uh, Did you watch any of the men's gymnastics last night? No. no, They were wearing, the men were wearing onesies. The (laughs) shirts were connected to the shorts, and the shorts were very, um, Loose. Bulgy. Loose. Bulgy. Loose. Really? Loose. They look like Umbro's <laughs> soccer. You know, oh, soccer. Umbro's. Yeah. It looked yep. like soccer shorts from like the early, late 80s. Yeah. And it was it was ridiculous. But I haven't watched much of the Olympics, Joe. I mean, I know you've been all over it, so I've been relying on you for anything important. Yeah. I mean, we're – I like it. It's different stuff. I'm not real cool on the dressage, but I mean, for for a humor, it's perfect. Watching horses dance to like Santana is, uh, <laughs> I mean, for my money. I mean, if you're gonna be on drugs, the Olympics yeah. are awesome. And I'm not on drugs, but like drunk all weekend, the Olympics were awesome. Was there a dressage at the canoe? There race? was no dressage. But uh, speaking of dressage, how the hell do they get these horses to Brazil? Do they fly them in? I mean, that's a great question. The other question I have is, how do you teach a horse how to dance? That's why I'm like, intrigued by this like, sport. With punishment? Do you use punishment? Is it how they grab the, the reins? Do they, uh, you know, does the horse actually know the music? Can it hear it? The beat? So, do some horses naturally have better rhythm? Do the black horses have better rhythm? Oh, I'm going to mark that down. Great mark point. It, mark it down. Great point. I'm going to mark that time down on that one because that's got to be addressed. Uh, I wouldn't bring a white horse to a dance off. 38 minutes in, we're Especially. getting to the racial <laughs> dressage section of the uh, of the show. It's about right, time. So, so you're saying, do the black horses have more... Um, horse. More what? More rhythm. I more mean, they're rhythm just better dancers. Than the white horses. Or like, the white horses are naturally stiff. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is these are topics that people, they're definitely discussing. They just don't, they don't usually put it on a podcast, but we will. We will. It's fine. I don't care. I, I just want to know the answer. What would be your dressage song if you had a black horse? If you were in charge of a black horse, what would you go with? MC Hammer, uh, Too Legit. Too Legit. Could you imagine a horse like hand signing the Too Legit to Quit thing with its hoof? <laughs> That's got gold medal all over it. I don't, the real question is what gets silver? I'm going with Baby Got Back. See, we both went for classic old, 90s. Old. I mean, if it was a white horse, you're going to get Almond Brothers, and who wants to watch a horse dance to Almond Brothers? <laughs> I don't. Baby I got back. Like- I, I may just cut some video of dressage 
<laughs> and make it to Baby Got loop Back. It, loop it up. I might just make a short little 30-second dressage video from the Rio Olympics. I, I have like I have 30 that. seconds of footage. I should I'm going to cut it. Now I am going to do it. So yeah, that's what, what about I would do. what about men's field hockey? How it, let's say you went to a bar. Let's say you were a straight guy and you played men's example, field hockey. Like a real stretch. Right. Which is a stretch. <laughs> and let's say you went to a bar and some hot chick just comes up and suddenly the world aligns with whatever and she's like what do you do and you do you go do you instantly is it cool to tell a woman that you're an olympian on the field hockey team you know you just say i was an olympian you're not you're not proud of the field hockey part of it well i mean you got to be prepared for the follow-up questions right right which sport which sport uh then you go go straight field hockey and then she's going to laugh because she's going to think that's a joke at first, right? Do you need a medal to make it cool? Yes. Or, or does just being an Olympian on its own really just like – is that panty-dropping material? <laughs> if you say – well, the, you could slant and say, well, I was in the Olympics. And then it's not going to matter because they're going to be so focused on that gold that's, medal and that's that, my that experience that's that, my they can tell, that they can tell their friends that they're dating an, an Olympian. Olympian. Mm-hmm. That's a panty dropping line. It is, but you got to be prepared when you have to identify the sport. I wonder if when I'm going to post this, I'm going to ask this later. Would it even matter to a woman? Because they're going to take it and they're going to tell their friends, "I'm dating an Olympian." So really, like that's going to overpower the sport even. And do the women even know what field hockey is? They they may think it's just like hockey hockey with like rollerblading hockey. <laughs> that'd be that might be cooler than what it is that's what i'm saying like it's not known men don't play field hockey in the united states like there's no college teams well it's so, sort of like men's volleyball like the indoor kind no dude I, that's that's some cool stuff it's cool but you don't realize it until you go to it like an event and see that it's legit if you're just watching it from the safety of your home it'd be easy to be dismissive about it uh i think I think if you said I, I'm, I played volleyball in the Olympics, I mean that the women are going. That's, nuts. A, that's like a kill shot, right kill there, shot. right? You're you're jackhammering that night. <laughs> panties, you're hammering yeah. and you're dropping panties. <laughs> kill shot. Ve- what do you? What sport did you play? Volleyball. Um, that's awesome. Done. And you're already. And the like, other thing, you're already gonna like assume, six five. Right, you're already six five in good shape. They're going to assume it was beach volleyball. Yeah, they don't. They don't differentiate. And then the line that the women tell their friends becomes, I'm dating a beach volleyball player who was oh in the Olympics. God. The Olympics oh. take a back seat, don't they? Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, if, yeah I'm, I'm that's dating what they a professional do, Joe. They beach just, volleyball They just player? want to tell all their friends. They want to tell all their friends. You know, it's like if they bagged a lawyer or a doctor. I mean, this might even trump either of those. Yeah. Oh, an Olympian or beach yeah. volleyball guy? Yeah. yeah, beach volleyball guy Olympian. Yeah, because it says successful but yet sporty. <laughs> down exactly for, what down for adventure. He's up to his elbows in adventure at that net every time. And he lives life to the fullest. And then like at the end of the day, she goes to him and says, hey, honey, how many kills did you have today? I mean, what other sport can you say that about? 
That'd be cool if in the NFL they started calling tackles kills. <laughs> <laughs> How many kills did did? Oh my uh, god! Could you imagine the NFL if there was a stat? Goodell, if there was Goodell a stat, would go for that. If there was like a uh, let's like concussion stat. Like how many concussions you gave another guy? <laughs> Could you imagine sensitive Twitter? Could you imagine sensitive, sensitive Twitter. Twitter if that was a stat? The league in concussions. Who leads the league? Oh my god, they'd lose. <laughs> That'd be their cool minds. if we started keeping unofficial concussion statistics. We're talking about guys that just get bombed out of their brains. <laughs> just getting shit faced to the point where they don't even know their names. Right. And I know I you've seen these idiots. Just blasted. They're always they're always hammered. And Wait, who's always hammered? And they're worried about other men. <laughs> Who gives a shit what they do? I want concussion stats in real time. I want that to impact my fantasy bottom line each week. Did you see what Cam Newton said about concussions in GQ? No. It just came out, GQ. No. About his son playing football. And here's the thing. They get him on the race question. You know, they want him to make a statement about race he won't fall for it and they try to you know they lead out with that today that's what they led with today when they promoted the interview and then they come in with would you want your son to play football and they definitely want him to say no right right because it's so violent and i work too hard and you know they want that canned response popular to say that right now and cam's response is People are, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. And he goes, look at how popular the Super Bowl was. You want, you want people to quit playing it because it's violent? Men, men choose, you know, they've chose this for forever. Oh, yeah. They've been fighting one another forever. It predates the NFL, in case you guys weren't aware. You think these guys in 10 B.C. were really giving a shit about concussions when they asked how many kills a guy had they meant kills i think we should just co- create our own little new category now when a guy gets his ass knocked out in nfl mm-hmm. we should just call it a kill i love it let's just call it what it is you get a five point bonus each you week th- in your fantasy team <laughs> Do you what kind of reaction? Maybe it should be more how, like eight. Maybe it should be more like eight because it's rarer than a touchdown. Oh, how many points? Yeah, and a touchdown is going to get you six. And what What would you? What would be considered a kill? Like a knockout? Like knocked out? Knocked game? out? Like when the you know when you see a good concussion when somebody's arms go straight out to their side and they're parallel to each other. <laughs> that's the. I mean, it's not funny. It's not. Who's funny. laugh? It's Who's not laugh? funny. But my the reason I laugh is because sensitive Twitter will instantly be like, this sport's too violent. But yet those assholes make their whole living off of guys getting their heads beat in. Right. And then they jump on their high horse. Oh, it's this sport's way too violent. Way too violent. This some Goodell needs to do something about this. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. Let's call it kills. Who would lead the league in kills this year, do you think? Um... Uh, I don't know. Linebacker? Safety? I was I was thinking Terrell Suggs is probably a safe bet. I know he's aged, but he's he's going to be in there. He's going to be in the mix. Would it be too risque for J.J. Watt to have kills on his stat line? 
With all that blood streaming down from his nose bone. Would that be too risque? Would that be too uh, risque for the brands that advertise with him? <laughs> you don't think Gatorade would like kills? It kills thirst. It kills your thirst. I think Gatorade should be very happy because that means that J.J. Watt, if he had kills in a game, that means he gave 125%. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if you went even further and made it like QB kills. <laughs> <laughs> RB kills. I, I love this stat line. He had three sacks, two tackles, three QB kills, and two hurries. That's how you win an MVP award. They make up stats anyway. Like t- tackles is the most subjective stat ever. There was a great article in Sports Illustrated about that like six months ago. And it varies stadium to stadium. Who's doing it? There's no there's no guidelines. It's very, very loose. Like some and, of those couples on the canoe trip. It's very loose. Right. And you know how ESPN loves to create categories. Oh, for the stupidest stats well, yeah, you've ever heard. They have to create Since 2005 when the temperature's above 70 at, you know, well, it's just ridiculous. Well, like total QBR, right? Yeah. That's made up. They, they create that. It's a new stat line. They created mm-hmm. it. So we'll create our own. Kills. Quarterback kills. Or Quarterback kills. kills. Just general kills. General kills. What if we have a general kills category and then also a position category? Like, wide receiver kills and that's the thing i can't even think of a forecasted leader joe because the nfl has become so weak and you can't hit anybody like there are no big hitting secondary guys anymore How? you know like a ronnie yeah. lot type or a chuck cecil exactly i mean who's the bad guy who's brandon the guy Merweather? From cincinnati who's the guy from cincinnati the linebacker oh yeah the the beast yeah uh, perfect perfect he's the clubhouse leader and kills going into the season how quick do you think i would get a cease and desist from the NFL for what having a kills category and using screenshots or videos or vines QB kills of a, of a kill situation. <laughs> you know who would get a kill shot? Thinking of Bengal Steelers, Heinz Ward on Keith rivers. Remember that when he broke yes. his jaw on that crack back, that's a linebacker kill. How quick, would it be week one? Let's say week one. We just came out. And we had a, we we do a whole thing, or I do a whole thing. Let's do it. Where I, you know, vine something and we we call it kill of the week. Dude, I would love to participate in that. How how quick would sensitive Twitter want to kill me? Mm, They'd want to kill. Well, me. the the NFL or just Joe no, Twitter no. sensitive Twitter. There, there's a whole segment of Twitter that's sensitive Twitter sure. who would take that literally, like use the word kill and they're, they're pissed, right? Right. How many of them would uh, want to kill my career instantly? There'd be a certain percentage. They want. They, want, they want somebody's career to end. <laughs> they want me or whoever, whomever, whomever, dead. In a job sense, they want to not shut like you a, down. Not like in a kill sense. No, they don't want to. No, because that's too sensitive. It's way too sensitive. But they want to. They want to ruin your career because you said something that was so insensitive. 
Well, let's do the kill stat. I'm and the preseason it. just started. I'm doing I didn't pay I didn't pay any attention to the preseason this week. I might this upcoming week. I don't know. I'm busy. CFL is midway through the year. It's getting hot and heavy. Uh, but anyway, yeah. let's figure out a time to start quantifying. Well, I mean, kids. we're gonna just if you see a kill, let us know. No, you create a video. Okay. Create a video with your mm-hmm. phone and create kills of the week. <laughs> And we're going we're gonna to test out how quick people are sensitive about this. And then we'll tabulate a weekly winner, right? Because deep down inside, think about it. Deep down inside, how many of these guys out there just want to see somebody get pummeled? It's knock, a big part of the game. Knock football. the hell out. It's football. They act like they don't want to see it. But I'm sorry. It's in your blood. Well, like we were saying, would you rather see a serious knee injury? Because that's what you're getting instead of kills. Right. I mean, is that the other stat? We, we track kills and career enders. I mean, we're going to make sure that the guy isn't dead. We're not going to post anything if someone's dead. No, no. We will not show the death of an NFL guy. It's called a kill. And we're just not- testing. This is a test to see how damn sensitive these guys are. So you think Perfect leads the league in kills uh, this season? Yeah, and if he does, the Bengals are going to be shit, so... I'm hoping he doesn't lead the league in kills because those are going to be massive 15-yarders. How many kills did he have in that Steelers playoff game? <laughs> killed the Bengals' season is what he killed. <laughs> 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 but, no, I mean, this is this is sensitive. You, want your, you guys want your next-gen stats? This That's is next-gen. Next exactly. Exactly. We, we can give you how many miles per hour Antonio Brown runs. But you've already had that. You don't care about that. It doesn't mean anything. You want kills. I like the use of words next gen. Next gen kill stats. Just, they, they just get bored. Mm-hmm. They get bored with the same old shit all the time. Same Yards old for thing. Carry. Yards for carry. Oh. Yards for reception. None of those. And not just that. Any. Not just that. They get tired of the same old Twitter. Same old social media. The like, same. The same old first day of school signs. Tweet. The first day of kindergarten. Here's little junior with his Pinterest sign. Let's get that chalk out. Let's do Let's a get chalk, the chalk board. out. Let's how many do moms? Chalk. How many? Can you imagine the analytics right now on oh, Pinterest? Target loves it. Target just Target sales went up eight thousand percent today. First day of kindergarten signs. Mini chalkboards. What do you think they sold more of? Those or fancy football draft boards? Which which store? Amazon. Any, any just cumulative uh, total uh, all sales. Oh, uh, women drive sales. It's off the charts. But the women are in fantasy football too. Uh, very little. You know that. Let's not kid. Scant. Let's not kid ourselves here. Scant. Schools are starting. The first day of school photos are being sent in. There's Women. certain days. There's certain days, Joe. You can't even look at your Facebook feed, and sometimes Twitter. And That's this what I'm is saying. One. People are bored. They saw this stuff. They saw it for the last six years, seven years. They've seen it all. That's why you need a category for kills. <laughs> because let's if if you want to ramp it up, let's ramp it up. What like uh, to like kills. JV kills? Like kills in high school sports? No, I don't. I don't want to get there. I want to test out the NFL first. I don't want to get sued or anything like that. I'm already playing with fire with the NFL. 
these guys don't mess around. I like you saw the what they, You saw what they did to Pat McAfee today, right? No, what'd they do? He had a 67-yard punt this weekend, right? They drug tested him this morning. Did they? Yes. Did he pass? They're Did drug testing the punters. Wow. It's a new low NFL. I mean, what does it matter whether they're cranking out 80-yard punts? What does that matter? Got to inflate those offensive you, numbers, Joe. If you had a kick, if you had a punter that could punt the ball from his own end zone to the other end zone, what does that matter? Shouldn't the NFL like that because it's more touchbacks, which means less contact, less kills? They should less love that. Less kills, Joe? They should love stronger legs. Stronger legs, more touchbacks. That should be their slogan. Stronger legs, more, more hang time, more fair catches. Less concussions. Less concussions. But, yeah, they're sitting here drug testing Pat McAfee. Could it have just been a coincidence? It was his time to get tested? I mean, it could have. But I provided another example when he had that big hit in 2013 on Trendon Holiday. Remember that. Knocked his ass out of bounds. Straight up trucked him. Truck stick. The next morning, he gets a drug test. Wow. So uh, we're going to go with – we're going to have a category for kills. And we've got to, and everybody that's sensitive, every, every guy out there that makes a living talking football, I don't care what level talking football, running football camps, everything. If they're sensitive about these guys getting concussions. Like what, what GQ tried to pull today on Cam Newton, trying to get him to comment about concussions. Joe, that's what, that's what we always talk about on this program. We talk about, how other outlets will ask that those serious football questions. If they ask that question, imagine what the other ten or fifteen questions are like. Well, they're trying just to set, like yeah, they're trying to set him up. They're just trying to get those clicks, trying to get that headline. Cam Newton, my son will not play football. Well, like I they've done numerous I, I mean, times. I mean, yeah, I understand getting a headline, but it's the low hanging fruit. Like, who cares? We don't care about that stuff. Well, like, what was the next promote question? It. Don't promote what it. The, what was the next question? Like. Uh, is Kelvin Ben? How will Kelvin Benjamin's return impact well, the receiving core? I read the I read part of the the article, and another part was that Cam is he's driven by scheduling. He schedules everything, and that was a big premise of the of the article is how driven he is based on his scheduling. And I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what that was all about. But I don't know how that's going to help the Panthers win a Super Bowl. But they also asked him if he watched the game. He he's he didn't watch. He didn't watch the film. You know he's he's mad. He didn't want to. You know who? You know who? I think we should ask about the category of kills. Move on. <laughs> you're you're warm. Joe Horn. Joe Horn. Yeah. Would he? All right. And we're going to talk to Joe Horn. It, it's scheduled. We don't Should know we set if the stage. We don't know. Hold on, never. hold on. We don't know if we're going to offend Joe Horn over the next twenty-four hours. We may offend him. In the interview, might not happen. But it's scheduled. It's on the calendar. It's on the calendar. We're scheduled to talk to former Saints wide receiver Joe Horn. Big fantasy guy there for a couple years. Would he be offended? Uh, yeah, sorry. Would he be offended by a kills category? I and Joe Joe will 
we'll be candid. He called Roger Goodell a devil a year ago, right now. Right. Blew up all the sensitive Twitter types, and he's not afraid to shoot from and his what, hip. I mean, what did he say to Goodell? He said that he's a devil, that he's just capitalizing off of the players, and you know, he makes forty million dollars a year. What does he care? What does he care? He's a lawyer. Yeah, I, we'll ask. I, we'll I, ask you I, about yeah, that. I'll, we'll revisit let's, let's, that. If he spoke, yeah, he he has spoken out about Goodell, and I want to know. I, I want to know how much these NFL guys really give a shit about down the road. And we had this discussion. We talked about: Would you rather have made a fortune and had the time of your life for eight years in the NFL if you knew you're going to die at fifty? That's right. We talked about it during the "Would How Many Beers uh, Cape Plus Eight podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a great subject. I mean, ask Cam Newton that shit. Yeah, ask Cam what would Newton, you rather have? What would you rather have? That Super Bowl loss and MVP and all this prestige in the NFL, but you're going to die at 50. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Horn, Joe Horn he's coming let's on. Let's ask Joe. We'll ask he, Joe. He's getting up in his 40s. You know, let's ask him. Let's ask him he's about game. this these concussions and all this stuff so all right we're an hour in really good discussion i'm just gonna say it yet another one another one and we have not got the announcement from itunes we know you guys i know that a lot of you aren't down with soundcloud right we get it we understand that we're building up the the library we're building up all the store, you know, the podcast that we can. We're trying to build it up to where you guys have a lot to listen to once iTunes kicks in. And these are just, you know, we're just getting that library churning out stuff and it's churning and burning. And things are going to get crazy as this NFL kicks off because after Labor Day, my ass is not moving. Um, no. uh, maybe one week, two weeks, maybe one week that we won't talk about. We're not going to talk about it. Maybe no, another week, maybe with family. But other than that, I'm in. Another quality week, another quality program. I'm I'm ready for football season. I'm ready to talk to Joe Horn. I'm ready to talk to Mo Vaughn on Friday. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a good baseball, week, Joe. Talk a little A Rod. Take a little talk a little A Rod going for 700. And uh, long long podcast, but I had to get a lot off my chest. So. All right, Paul, that's it. Another uh, another episode of uh, Milk the Clock, and uh, talk to you next time, right? Talk to you soon.